0: Hello, welcome back to build it with myself nick miles and as ever my trusty sidekick john hall hi john what's up buddy the enthusiasm that comes from dekalb every week is just heartwarming <laughs> um i'm joining us for a second time due to popular demand andy hayes andy <laughs> john how are you gents yeah we're all good popular by in as much as i believe hey. it was you that just kept it emailing us saying i want to get back on i want to get back on so um, he's back. Yeah, it, popular
1: demand was definitely on my account, not anybody <laughs> else's.
0: <laughs> um, but yes, Ed, to be fair, you are back, but in a, wearing a different hat. We alluded to it in your previous interview. Interview, um, but I like that. No, sounds that sounds professional. Yeah. Okay, right? we'll stick we'll stick on LinkedIn, and we, uh, we'll get six views. Um, yeah, no, you are back now in your guise as uh, president. I believe it is president is it not, or chair commissioner. Or Commissioner—that was the word I was looking for, commissioner of the Midwest Premier League, the inaugural league set up um, by some refugees from other leagues, and we'll leave it like that. Um, <laughs> by uh, various members, you know, who are known and unknown to this podcast and to listeners of this podcast. But um, John, if you could be first, could you just give us a brief overview as to why you and your cohorts felt that a new league was needed?
2: Oh well, yeah. For, I'd love to. I'd love to. And uh, Andy, Andy, you and I talk all, probably more than daily now, so it's wonderful to record yeah. a conversation. Um, Absolutely. Yeah, the, the the Reader's Digest version of this um, decision to, to create a new league was that we were unhappy with the National League we were in, and we felt it um, didn't provide enough support to the member clubs and uh, quite honestly, there wasn't enough uh, disappointment when a club folded or disappeared or left. As long as they were replaced, things were were good. And, you know, I, I saw a couple clubs real close to us that one folded and one decided to no longer compete at the adult amateur level. And that kind of told me there was a systemic problem in what was going on. So uh, a number of us clubs sort of got together and expressed our mutual discontent for the way things were going and certainly never intended to get involved at the league level, but at the same time, we felt it was like, well, who can control and make decisions for us better than us? So there you go. It kind of, you know, kicked along and um, probably in hindsight, probably a good thing we didn't play 2020. I think just like at the club level, at the league level, we've strengthened our our um, infrastructure a little bit, and uh, I think we're better prepared now. So uh, before I get too far into it, I'll leave it at that.
1: Um, Andy, how did you get involved? Um, so I was involved, I guess, uh, prior to the the creation of the Midwest Premier League uh, as a club owner. We talked about that last time we got together and chatted on this uh, on this forum uh, with Old Boy Soccer Club. And while the the club venture for me did not work out as I had hoped long term, uh, there was definitely an interest in being involved at some type, uh, in some form or fashion with uh, with this level of soccer. This is uh, to me, this is the absolute most impactful. One person, one one supporter, has more impact at this level of soccer than they do anywhere else. Um, you had buying a buying a kit, buying a scarf, attending a match. Connecting via social media or email or whatever. Um, the opportunity to volunteer and to, to be involved is incredible. So I, I, I was enthused. I like a, a lot of the guys and, and folks who ran these clubs. Um, met them through other, uh, other ventures or whatever, uh, other leagues. And was asked to kind of, for lack of better phrase, consult for a while. And then as things kind of got rolling. Um, I think I was able to provide an independent voice to the league uh, and to league members, um, which works out well. And kind of ran with it um, with uh, the blessing of uh, our board and uh, some of the inaugur- or as the the founders clubs, if you will. And uh, we're cooking with gas, as they say. We're <laughs> um, trying to make the league the the best the best fit for uh, the clubs we think fit with the league i mean it's all about it's all about clubs and making sure we're, we're focused on sustainability um like john said it, it's a bummer when a club goes down uh and and there's no support around it or trying you know idea sharing or whatever so we we're aiming to fix that or at least apply it in our our uh geographic footprint and Hope it hope it works the best uh, for all clubs involved. So far, uh, I'm I'm very, very pleased with where we're headed. Certainly, in this season than ever was the
0: growth of the league has been fairly impressive. John, can you um, give us a little bit of history in terms of how it came about? Like, what was the what was the process of DeKalb and other people joining it or setting up? Well, what would the administration? I guess is probably the way I want to about it.
2: Well, well, I don't want to get. I don't want to get too sensitive or hit too close to home, Nick, but we sort of just started a revolution. Okay. So, we <laughs> Some of it. so yeah, they, they never, they never pan out. Right. They never pan out. So basically, you know, we, like I said, we all, at one time we had 13, 15 clubs that were, were disappointed with our, our previous situation. Um, and it, it became a matter of like, Hey, let's just do our own thing. Some guys had been involved with the PLA before they merged into this other UPSL. Um, So they kind of knew the infrastructure and some of the things to do and what it takes. And um, so uh, honestly, it was like, it was exactly a revolution. It was like, let's go, let's go do our own thing. And it isn't so much uh, even at this point about stealing anybody. I want and Andy feels the same way. And, we want you to go find the place that's right for your club, um, but we knew that if we stick to our values and and uh, work together, that we would provide a league that, whether it looks good to the outside or not, it was going to be good for our clubs. And our clubs, if we do it right, and we all work together, our clubs will all be around for the long term. And um, and that's that's really it. So the it wasn't anything brilliant. Somebody got a logo made. Somebody set up the business as a legal entity. Um, the Midwest Premier League is a nonprofit, so we have a board of directors, um, I'm made up of member clubs and Andy as an independent. And we start making decisions. And most of the process at this point is something comes to us, the board reviews it. If the board approves it, then we kick it off to the member clubs, and it's a yay or nay, and you know it's it's very democratic at this point and because it's it's a fairly small group still those conversations don't get too heated or mm-hmm. the disagreements aren't too large generally we're all on the same page so how many we've we'll got at the table at the moment how many clubs as
0: of, um, as thir- of time of recording thir- 13 13 okay Seven, and that's 12. an east
2: 12 am i 12 <laughs> I don't know. A dozen. Some. A some. baker's dozen or a
1: dozen. Yeah. More than 10. Greater than 10.
2: <laughs> <laughs> and that's, that's a fairly even
0: east-west split if you take Lake Michigan as a sort of divider.
2: It's a little west heavy at this point, but uh, I, I would leave it at... We aren't chasing anybody, but no. Andy's, Andy's getting a lot of emails leaving at <laughs> that. Right. All
0: right. Cool. Cool. Um, so you alluded to the sort of the 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 big friendly kind of the collaborative style of the league. Is that what you feel sets the the Midwest apart? The Midwest League, not the area, but the league. Is that what is that kind of your USP, Would you say?
1: I think being collaborative and open and willing to get into the nitty gritty and share exactly what went right for DeKalb County United versus what what's going really well for Livonia City versus. You know, we talked to a new club who we just accepted in Edgewater Castle, FC. What are they doing? Where are they you know, where are some ideas they have with the league? And some of those conversations are are extended. Uh, they may have gone back months, um, some may, some may be weeks. Um, but it's all about, as John said, finding the right. We want to be the, we want to be a fit if if you're if it's the right fit. We don't want to be a fit just to force it and mm-hmm. grow. We're not incentivized to expand our our membership clubs just by quantity uh, to me, it's all about, it, it comes down to really two things. I think, are, are you, are your values? Are you, can you demonstrate your values and they align with, with other member clubs and the league leagues board and uh, how sustainable can we be? Mm-hmm. Um, it, it, our goal, I think, and John may have said this on prior podcasts, but our goal and collectively as the entire group is to really not worry about turnover. We want to have the same group,
0: you know, turnover things, of clubs, you mean not
1: financial? Turnover, yeah. correct. We yeah, we don't want to have club turnover, in that we have to look and well, we gotta have this number of clubs, and one's dropping out every year. Now we want, we want this group to be there playing, uh, with us, unless unless they're able to grow and pursue a better, more, you know, a better opportunity, and it's not forced upon them, uh, but it's they, they pursue it their own will, for the next five ten years. I mean, if 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 Again, that's a bold, bold proclamation, but I mean, I, I think quite honestly, um, we want to make sure we have a, a, a setup that allows clubs to grow and to, to be sustainable and successful, off the pitch and on. Sweet, sweet.
0: Have we had any dealings with, um, well, obviously we have higher-ups with um, the soccer federations of this fine country. How, what's the crack there? Whether it's state or national or what, who's who's talking to who? Oh boy,
1: John talks to um, everybody. Yeah, oh
2: yeah. I talk to everybody. <laughs> um, no, uh, to, to, in truth, one of the things, Nick, that we come back to, we we did our affiliation with NISA. Um, that was something that presented itself, and I think, um, I think it was an exciting uh, decision to make, and I think that. Really, we've only scratched the surface on what resources and things that we can share and work together. Obviously, as a league and as member clubs, we can, you know, we're going to promote those NISA clubs, especially the ones in our area, because um, those are easier. Um, and I think uh, one of the things that we get concerned about is that we haven't actually kicked the ball as a league yet. And hmm. we've been, I think technically we've been a, a league for a year, pretty close to yeah. it. Yeah. And we haven't kicked the ball yet. And I think, I think those relationships with NISA and with USASA and with other organizations, you know, those are soccer in this country. is So kind of just wobbly. And I think, I think things are starting to move in that direction where there's some, some collaborative developmental steps. Now you can take whether it's through, the pyramid or the creation of a pyramid or any of those things. Right. Um really r- our our mission is rooted in it's all it's just about the experience of the game. Mm-hmm. And and we're not we're not coming out as a Midwest Premier League saying we're better than UPSL, we're better than NPSL, we're better than Nisa Nation, we're better than USL League. We're not saying any of that. We don't I, I maybe this is me speaking out a turn. We don't care where we fall into that. I don't care if we're division nine or division five. We are what we are. And if it's for you, let's have a chat. If it's not for you, go do what's right for you and your community and your club. And maybe I think from if, if we're running this like a business, we're horrible at it because we're leaving money on the table, right? That's capitalism, but we don't care. This, we're not in it for the money. And he's doing it as a volunteer and doesn't even have a club. Although I think he's an underground DKCU supporter, but everyone is like, yes, everyone is, or potentially could be, but I think that's just, we we make connections with people that are good people, like-minded people. And we, we're just going to let the chips fall until who knows if we grow and grow and grow, then
1: obviously we'll have to tweak things. Mm -hmm. And and to your point there, John, we'll talk, we'll talk to anybody. I mean, I think, I think we, we will entertain any conversation. We'll, we'll, you know, shoot the crap to see what makes sense. Is, is this the right league for you? And if it's not, I mean, I think quite frankly, if it's a, if there's a conversation where, you know what, this may be outside the the geographic footprint. Um, We're interested in the, you know, we're interested in in what you guys are doing and and pick a, pick a town, pick a whatever, pick a state. Uh, But there may be a better fit for you guys locally uh, or, you know, what questions do you have? Let's field them. Well, I don't think we've, we've turned away any, any conversations. I, but I do think we're, we're transparent enough to say it, you know, right now it, it's a, it's a tough sell internally. It's, it's tough to get there, but maybe in a year, maybe two. Um, or if there's a, you know, whatever the case may be, if there's other connections to be made, I mean, there's other, there are other leagues that may be better fits and we totally accept that. There there's, there's tons of great leagues throughout, throughout the Midwest, throughout the you know, throughout the country. There are, um, I, I love ours, uh, because that's what I'm involved with. And I, and I, I think it's really, I mean, it's simply stated on our website as it can be. It's by the clubs. It's for the clubs. That's what, that's why this league exists. So.
0: Have, have any other clubs been in conversation? No clubs, cl- uh, leagues, sorry. Have any other leagues been in conversation with you in terms of either following the model or giving advice or,
2: I don't think – I mean, we've, we've talked friendly with some other clubs. Um, there has not been a summit of lower league leagues
0: mm-hmm.
2: um, to share best practices and things like that. Um, I don't think we're opposed to any of it. But, again, I, I, don't have, I don't have the arrogance to think that we're doing it tremendously better or worse than anybody else. How they're doing it, if it works for them, it could be completely different. And we are where we are and what we are because of the history of some of the clubs, some of the experiences of some of the clubs, some of them that go back. RWB Audrey has been around 60 plus years. And I think my buddy Ante has been around for every, every one of them. (laughs) But I mean, there, we have, we have a great deal of history right here. We've got clubs like DeKalb County United who has been around for two or three seasons. Um, You know, we just – we're a melting pot. Lansing Common comes in off the, you know, kind of their local club disappears and here comes – what do you call it? A Phoenix club, right? Where it just kind of rises out of the ashes. And, um, again, they're coming in. They haven't kicked the ball yet. They don't know what they are. But they're like-minded and they're part of the process. And I think they're going to have a better chance of sustaining. Rockford FC is going to have a better chance of sustaining – because they can ask questions and get answers. Yeah. And weren't, yeah, I want to beat up on everybody for 90 minutes, but after that, I know exactly what those guys are going through in -hmm. the front office, so to speak. (laughs) And I think that's where we're unique and we want to be, we want to, sure. We'd love to be the one that everybody looks to as, you know, wow, that's how you do it. But if our clubs are around for 10 years, that's, I don't care what everybody thinks.
1: Yeah,
0: all right. Let's talk a little bit about the league itself then. How is it structured? We alluded, I alluded to the east-west thing, but uh, can you expand on that and any other details that you think are pertinent?
2: That's you, Andy. Yeah. You're on the competition
1: <laughs> committee. That is true. Um, so so right now, Nick, we're, as, as John mentioned, we've got you know, a dozen or so clubs um, at, at time of recording. And there's a little heavier, a little west side heavy if, if the lake's the dividing line. So ideally, the, the, what we're looking at doing is, is evaluating where we stand. We, we have uh, until the end of the year, so 12 20 to receive applications for uh, 2021 playing season. Our season will kick off in, around, in or around the first weekend of May and conclude by the end of July for 2021. That's how we've kind of envisioned this. Um, this league starting um, obviously as as John says as we grow or as things may change we'll, we'll evaluate that on and make the best determination for our clubs and the clubs will have an equal voice. Um, we're looking at a summer season primarily throughout these the clubs and and doing our best to do some type of um, table format uh, where we're we don't you know we're not necessarily looking at uh, and a lot of playoffs and, and schedule crunch coordination, just because again, having seen other clubs re, uh, respond to that and, and have to account for that uh, late in the season, hosting facilities, scheduling. Uh, to me, it's more of a I think it's it, it's a good hybrid or a good recognition of kind of our where we stand in the league. What what matters is is beating up who you're playing, <laughs> When winning games. You play is what matters, um, and then. We'll, we'll go from there. I, I think once the, the dust settles by mid to late January, we'll have the, a very good idea of who's been accepted, who, who are our know, inaugural season clubs, um, whatever we call this, you know, the divided uh, areas of, um, you know, using, again, like Michigan as a good, good area to divide um, from a geography standpoint and we'll be able to kind of communicate maybe a little more clarity as far as what we're doing, who's playing, who, what's the table look like, all that good stuff. But um, it, it's going to look close to what we, we all, the soccer, we all kind of want, um, want it to look like in terms of a format or competition. John, is that what you'd say? Yeah, yeah, exactly.
2: One of the things that, um, again, here's, here's where it's been interesting, Nick, when we started the league, Um, You know that that initial group of whatever twelve to fifteen clubs that expressed interest in it, we all kind of uh, on a conference call sort of looked around the room at each other and was like, "Well, who's okay? Are we?" Everybody said, "Yeah, if we if you go, I'm going." And of course, who wants to go first? And Cliff and Union Dubuque said, "Well, if we're gonna go, let's go." And Andrea was right behind them, and we were third, and Cedar Rapids was fourth. And then uh, the phone stopped ringing and I'm I'm telling you a long story to get to my point. I promise. And uh, before long, we had six teams and we said, okay, well, quite honestly, six is five home, five away. That's reasonable. I don't care if we grow anymore at all. Perfect. Well, here comes Michigan's got some teams and they want to come in as a division. And we thought that made sense. And so so at the beginning, four of us were making all the decisions. And then there were six of us making all the decisions. And then, then all of a sudden, there's 10 of us making all the decisions. And as, as Andy said, by mid-January, there might be 16 of us. There might be 13 of us. We don't know. And some of the decisions, one of the big things that was made by those, those early four or six, and then has kind of been reinforced along the way, was we don't want four weeks of playoffs in our four-month season because that means X number of clubs season is done early. And, and we experienced that before. And that was one of the big things that we didn't like being dictated to us. So we've tried very hard to eliminate any type of postseason. We want the schedule on, on the calendar. We want our supporters to be able to circle those dates. We don't, we don't want the, the chaos of, of fields and facilities and referees and who can host. I can't get my field. And, well, then you're on the road. I don't want to deal with all that. Andy doesn't want to deal with it. The club shouldn't have to deal with it. So, yeah, we, we're, we're trying to go, how many weekends are there from May to the end of July? There's 14 weekends. We've looked. We just had a meeting Friday about it. There's 14 weekends. How do we maximize that time now in a competitive format? And to the extent we can, we all have a fair, a fair opportunity to to win the division. And at this point, I, I nothing in 21. There won't be an east versus west. Again, that's shutting everybody down a week early. Now that could change in our discussions in January. But right, you know, right now that's where we're at. And I and I think that's one thing that's going to be great about the entire league process is that we're not going to make decisions, and that's it. We're going to make a decision, and that's it for now. And if right. the majority of the clubs want to change that, whether it's a league rule, scheduling thing, whatever. Process, the leagues will speak, and we'll either like it or we won't. All
0: right. What's what's the spread of clubs like? How how far west do we go? Is Cedar Rapids as far west as we go right now? Yeah. All right. Yes. And as far down in Illinois as Bloomington, I believe. Or am I making that up? That's correct. Right. Yeah. And as far east as this is the one I'm going to struggle with. Detroit. Detroit, right? right. Okay, and I guess we're as far north as we go, right?
2: Uh, Rockford's Rockford's a bit, a little bit north, and no one knows where Rockford is, though. That's true. North uh, Edgewater's sort of north side of Chicago. Yeah, Um, it's 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 no great secret. We've had some interest from some clubs north of the Wisconsin border. We've had interest from clubs in Indiana, Ohio. Again, the conversations. They don't always lead to anything,
1: mm-hmm.
2: and and we probably scare people off, mm-hmm. to be honest, because we are so honest about it, and we're not just trying to collect their money. Mm-hmm. You know, we 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 probably, like I said, from a business perspective, we're shortchanging ourselves, but uh, from a mission perspective, I think we're we're holding true.
1: All right, how how much does it cost me? Again, we're talking for the way the league fees are set up, Nick, are they include, you know, 25-player um, registrations, uh, very transparent. We're, we're going to really simply take what it costs to run some of these things, apply it by, by each team. So we'll know, you know, the exact dollar figure per penny. But we're looking – you're looking roughly, was it John, $2,000 or less for the season dues. Um it includes it to apply at least a $250 application fee, non-refundable. However, if accepted, uh it goes against your C so it's not a it's not yeah. an expansion fee, it's applied, it's applied towards your season dues. Uh, we've got record of that, and that's and we're tracking that and making sure we, we're not uh double dipping with anybody. Mm-hmm. Now we also have uh sample budgets and obviously from <laughs> we're made up of all these clubs, it's gonna cost different. You know, th- certain things are cost differently in different regions. So in, you know, Arlington Heights, field rental may be a, may be a big, bigger issue. We can help you identify what those costs may be, uh, but the people with boots on the ground there are going to have a better understanding or idea of exactly what that commitment could look like. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, that was – I alluded to that on the, the old boy stuff. Those are some of the costs getting training fields and match day fields that I didn't know about. Uh, going into it uh, because it was sold on the you know sold bill of goods but i was led to believe that that piece comes together yeah well again as john said we may push some people away or may alienate some people just because we say hey we want to make sure you thought of everything uh, from a revenue side and from a cost perspective and you know it's not (laughs) we're not a league that's going to see millions of dollars be spent or received um, but we do want to make sure that you know you're not but I'm pulling on second mortgage if you don't have to. Sure. <laughs> I think I think that's uh, <laughs> nobody wants that.
0: So give or take, we're talking, and again I can't read. John, just ballpark me the
2: pitch fees over the course of a season would be what ballpark? Oh, I just looked them up today. Um, we spend a, uh, between training and the stadium, we spend a, uh, just under ten for the. Person.
0: okay all right sweet so then we're t- so all in with jerseys and everything else you're probably saying i don't know 30 i, I generally don't know you know, I was, didn't we talk about projected budgets and we were talking about 30k of expenses or something for the first season john
2: yeah thir- 30 30 to 50 is is kind of what i tell people and to andy's point there's 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 really good teams right when you're uh, on the field you're very competitive you win your league three or four years in a row and then you go man oh I saw this thing uh, let's look into this league and when we start talking they go oh no 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 no! I think we're better off where we are because it's mm-hmm. just not it's a big step from a Sunday league or a rec whatever league a local league to what we're doing it's a substantial increase in, in cost and revenue and not just that we want them active on social media we want them I want a nice website we want like it's you know that some my pro term kind of ticks people off but that's what it is we're yeah. semi-professional we have to act like it and and some clubs aren't ready to make that financial jump nor do they have any sort of infrastructure other mm-hmm. than the passion and the talent on the field they're just not ready for this level and quite yeah. honestly those teams could beat some of us and that'd be fine totally you know that that's where that's not necessarily how we measure so it's uh but th- yeah 30 is, to fifty
0: thousand. yeah to me success is someone that was playing in the first few seasons, their kid is playing for us now. That's success, right? Sure. So just going back to the financials, then, if we're saying low-end 30K and the league fee is 2,000 of that, give or take, um, how does that balance with national leagues, the UPSL or the NPSL or whatever? Do we know what, off the top of heads, do we know numbers there that pro rata? I do. <laughs> You should yes, be commissioner on it.
1: No, Andy does too. He, he probably <laughs> knows his
2: numbers better than I do.
1: Yeah. Um, as far as if you're just doing league fee to league fee, Yeah. Our, ours are in, in, in where we are for, for what, what we offer in terms of uh, competition, uh, footprint, what have you, the, the affiliation we have uh, with NISA, uh, our, our league fees are the, are the best you'll find um, the, the lowest you'll, you'll find, uh, right mm-hmm. now. And again, uh, as John mentioned earlier, uh, that's, a we're, we're, all, we're all doing this on a volunteer basis. Um, and, and there's a reason for that. We, that's what we believe in. We believe in helping the sustainability of these clubs continue to play at a high level. Um, making, you know, gains in the social media space and the online space and, and, and merch where, where, if, and where it makes sense. So you guys had a great conversation with Morgan on that, uh, from DeKalb County talking through, you know, merch ideas and then how to balance the need versus wants and all that stuff. Um, but when you factor in it, you, you also add in the fact that the fees include 25 player registrations and includes some of these other components that, that add up. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, there's a lot of value. There's a big value play there. So we're really looking at, at fields. If, if you're at a brand new club, you're just starting up, there's going to be obviously kit costs and, um, you know, product costs as far as getting your stuff rolling there. But that, again, that's, that's as, that's what you want to make it. That's an individual club's decision, which we respect and, and support. Uh, but if people are asking us for, for advice or, or con- conversation around that, I think we'll be pretty level with them. I know you guys have as well. Uh, some of the guys you've had uh, on to talk uh, talk shop, be it uh, the folks down in Tallahassee or up in Bateau, There are different stages of their club development. And it's okay, what's next? What are we doing now? What's next? Where do we want to go?
0: Listen, guys, um, I'm going to call halftime here. We're going to go back in a couple of minutes and we're going to talk about initiatives, sponsorships, whims and losses, all that sort of fun stuff. I'll see you on the other side. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back, folks. Um, I hope you had a lovely interval, hot chocolate or something. Andy. Yes. Um, hi. What was, <laughs> what's what been the highlight for you so far? I mean, you know, this has been a horrible season, but there's still got to be wins in there. What, what's been the best moment of your 2021 as a commissioner, not just on a personal level? Uh, yeah. Um,
1: uh, at the commissioner level here with the league, to me, honestly, it's, it's seeing what we kind of dreamt about in inception uh, about a year ago. Um, and see it, it kind of take roots and, and go. We've come from an idea, and, and, you know, four to six clubs to now, you know, nor, we're double digits easily, and we're, we're not growing in terms of just for growth sake, but we're, we're growing correctly uh, with like-minded and like-missioned folks. Um, I think we've done a great job of for me, the, the highlights is connecting and having more soccer conversations uh, than I did uh, after Old Boy season uh, in 2019. So it, it's <laughs> very selfishly, uh, it's it's connected me with even more soccer people um, than I had before, and I've been able to, to forge you know additional friendships and conversations that that weren't really existing a year ago. So that's that's been a huge huge win for me, even though we haven't kicked the ball on the pitch. John, any big wins for you? No, all
2: losses, buddy. All losses. Okay.
0: Um,
2: no, no, it's, it's, yeah, I mean, everything Andy said is true. It, it's neat. Just like you said, Nick, at the club level, we started from an idea and built it. And then a bunch of us at the club level did the same thing at the league level. And it's kind of neat. And now uh, I think, I think it's fair to tell everyone, including our member clubs, there's going to be things that we didn't think of there's going to be things that we miss. There's going to be things that we as a league screw up, but though that's part of, you know, the maturation process of an organization as well. And um, I think, I think that we've got a great group of clubs and people behind those clubs and Andy and we're, I think we've got the infrastructure to be really, really good. And, and quite honestly, I think we, it's kind of been a slow build. I think Andy would agree, but here, as we get into that application deadline and stuff, it seems like we're starting to get more and more interest and more and more everything. And COVID's hopefully getting past the point. And I I'm impressed by some of the, some of the things that we've been able to accomplish in a, in a lost year, a, a lost first year, especially, especially, I think it's uh I'm really proud of what we've done so far and I'm I'm anxious to see it you know, see the ball rolled out on the field.
0: Aren't we all? Yeah, we all won whatever form that takes. Um bring the mood right down. Andy, what's been the yeah. most COVID accepted for both of you, what's been the most yeah. um, disappointing aspect of this season?
1: Um
0: <sighs> yeah. Whatever.
1: Yeah, no, you take if you take away the pandemic and the fact we couldn't yeah. get out and play. Um I quite honestly, I think the only thing was the the clubs who were kind of championing the the effort and the movement um, at the very beginning of this year, who who didn't follow through. Um, so so all of our member clubs right now, not all of them are a part of that uh, that number uh, that John had mentioned. Um, but but again, I, I I preface that by saying maybe maybe the vision wasn't as clear. I think we've done a great job of, of communicating and, and representing clubs, uh, ethos, the community focus, the sustainability piece that, you know, it, it may have been hard to, we weren't as crystal clear with that January, February, March. Um, but I think in a way the, the pandemic um, is going to probably be a long-term benefit for our, our clubs and our leagues. To understand how to navigate such variables in the future, uh, and how to even more so rely on each other to to pro, you know to build to build what what these clubs can be.
0: John, what's okay. been your biggest frustration?
1: Uh,
2: I think I think one of the things that I didn't anticipate that's been personally frustrating is that one one thing we did early on was we sort of insulated the younger clubs. So our club has been around, whatever, three years of the time. And there are some clubs that have been around less. And they, you know, admittedly, they need more time focusing on the growth of their own club. So we didn't ask a lot of them at the league level as we were putting together the board and all these things. We kind of, we want to protect those clubs that aren't ready to contribute at the league level a lot. You know, they're not going to be in the day-to-day conversation. And what that's done is, myself included, in a, in a small group of us that are, I would call it's a little bit more established have step and had to step up and really kind of push things. And and that's why I joke that I talk to Andy every day, but we're getting to the nitty gritty where every day I think of something that we as a league have not done yet, whether it's, Hey, do we have this document in place? What is this process? What are the rules for this? And a lot of that is, you know, me very well, Nick, a lot of that then I personally take the burden, on. and I'm not the only one. I'm not. I'm not saying that. I'm just there. I've had to do more than I really. Hey, oh, let's start a league. Cool. And I guess I should know my own personality to know that that's not how I roll. That I just roll with it. I, you know, I'm going to stick my head in and get involved. So, I think balancing that personally, um, b- between club activities, league activities, and then the stuff that actually matters, like my, my family and my real job and all the other things that are happening in our, in our lives Mm -hmm. that, um, taking on this league volunteer job, (laughs) um, and I volunteered for it, so I'm not complaining, but I think that's, I didn't realize how sort of intense it was going to be. Jenny's
0: a lucky lady, isn't she?
2: She sure is.
0: (laughs) Patience (laughs) of a saint, that woman. (laughs) Patience (laughs) of (laughs) a saint. Um, this is going to date it whenever this goes out, but just today, or yeah, today, in fact, um, the league released a, to me what is a very interesting initiative, which they're titling the Road Pass. Andy, do you want to talk about that? I'd love to. Um. <laughs> if I knew what it was, John, what have you done?
1: <laughs> oh no, uh, this is again, this is another concept brought to the board uh, for vetting, and review, and and rolled out to the clubs and, and have a conversation and move forward. So. So realistically, it, it's an opportunity for fans of a chosen club, uh supporters to travel with the club. Again, we're all we're all hopeful and very maybe naively optimistic that we'll be able to fill a fill the stands uh in May for kickoff. Um but I think it's 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 worth hoping for that. It's gonna be amazing that the the pent-up release <laughs> of these supporters at, at these games, at these matches, is going to be unreal. I, I really cannot wait to be there. But be, to become a road warrior or to get your road pass is is effectively, if if for example, I'm hypothetically a Cab County United supporter, and they're my they're my club, I buy a road pass, I can go travel to Union Dubuque, I can go up to Edgewater Castle FC, or where or, or down to Bloomington, Illinois. Um, and, and the hosting club will accept that road pass. Again, it's for your supporting club. So John I may not have been super clear uh, with my words there that that's, a, that's more or less, that's the, the idea is to get but, is to incentivize some traveling supporters to come.
2: Yeah. It's it's an, it's an away season ticket for your club mm-hmm. essentially. And, and we, that's why we had to present it to all the clubs because when somebody comes to one of our games and has their Union Dubuque road pass, we have to, we're we going to honor that. And, and every club agreed that that's what we're going to do. Um, of course, teams that are coming in now are going to have to just comply because they weren't here to vote. And it only works if we all honor it. So um, the other piece I think that that is important, you know, um, Nick, you kind of sent me a message immediately and said, well, what? like kind of where's the money go? Well, one thing that we, to keep the fees down and to keep the costs down for the clubs at entry into the league, we don't have a bunch of money for travel fund. We don't have a bunch of money for prize money. We don't have a bunch of money for continuing education, like having a guest speaker come speak to all the clubs about sponsorships or whatever. Um, th- these revenues will stay within the league then. And, and maybe if this thing catches fire and we sell a thousand of them, well, maybe those clubs that participated this year get discount on their league fees next year. Maybe we're able to provide some other sort of resource back to the clubs. It's, it's, it's going to be an interesting way to just build up a little bit of a nest egg as an organization. And, and I think for 20 bucks, you know, boy, if I'm going to go to two or three road games, especially because our geography is so nice and close now, and really on both East and West, it's, it's pretty reasonable where, I mean, it's kind of a no brainer to me. And and I think above all of that, it's, it's, to me, it's a completely unique opportunity that leagues don't do that and their clubs don't work together like that and try it. And if we sell three, well, we won't offer it in 22, but you know, we're trying something thinking outside the box, all those cliche terms and, and trying to really help everybody, help the supporters, help the teams, and, and ultimately keep the league sustainable as well.
0: No, it's, it's. I, I think, I don't want to call it revolutionary because, you know, it's 20 bucks, so it can't be that revolutionary. But it seems like a great initiative <laughs> that um, is going to hopefully encourage one or two people out to, you know, to a road game, which we all know is really where the fun lies because you just, it's, you know, it's. Well, it's where the fun lies. Let's leave it at that. If you know, you know. Um, <laughs> what, Andy? Does it make you having been involved? Does it make you wish you were still involved at a club level? Or are you happy just being the suit that takes all the plaudits?
1: <laughs> um, I, but by all the plaudits, you mean none. I, I love that. Um,
0: I've got a picture <laughs> of you on my bedroom wall, Andy.
1: Oh, you're so sweet. Yeah. Not on the ceiling.
0: Um, I hasten to add, but. <laughs> let me clear that up
1: um, <laughs> i mean there's two questions there and the answer is, is yes to both am i happy being the quote-unquote suit of this league absolutely uh, I, I love the league i love learning about the clubs and learning about what they're doing off the pitch that that i, I wish i had been a fly on the wall three four years ago five years ago with some of these folks uh, but at the same time, does it miss me being involved? Do I miss being involved at the club level? Oh, hell yes! Um, you know, I had a an a text with my oldest son. A little text exchange, t- telling him, "Hey, man, the leagues going. This is real fun. This is, we're doing a lot of good stuff here." And you know, I, I, I told him, "I really, I really just miss soccer." He's like, "Well, why don't you do it again?" <laughs> I'm like, "Well, that's a, that's a great point." Uh, he's 17, so he's he's uh, smaller than me right now. Um, <laughs> to be fair, he was the seven, <laughs> um, <laughs> but. Uh, you know, it, it's it is one of those things where I all the all the missteps and, and all the the things I thought did, we did really well uh, versus where I could could go and do something differently. Um, it, it's it's yeah, it's in the back of my brain all the time. Um, who knows? Maybe one day we'll uh, we'll be able to find the right spit, the right spot, right fit for uh, a, another rendition of whatever club is called. But um, for now. I'm thrilled being a part of the league and having the opportunity to <clears throat> really talk soccer on a, well, John daily, more than a daily basis, and with the the balance of the board and clubs, mm-hmm. we're probably talking right now, weekly to every other week, email, email yeah. communications, text communications. I had a text from Monte uh, before we joined here to talk uh, from Andrea, so it, it's um,
2: <laughs> right keep
1: now busy. um, you know, keeping me busy. I love what I'm doing now with the league, uh, but yeah, there's. There's uh, definitely something to be missed about running running your club or being involved at that level. Uh, it's the club level's fun. Mm-hmm. Pro tip: change change John's name
0: on your phone to "Do Not Answer." It makes it like, <laughs> a lot easier.
1: <laughs> you you'll do the same to me then. Well, oh yeah, true enough.
0: Yeah, <laughs> he, he doesn't understand technology enough to do that. <laughs> John, um, would it be simpler for you if you weren't aligned to a club?
2: Uh, time-wise, e- obviously. Well, yeah, from time wise, I think that, I mean, even, even Andy, if Andy had never run a club, not only would we have never met, but he in it, like he very closely understands the struggles. And I think if you weren't, if you never were involved with a club, you come into the league. Why? Well, I want to build it and make money and do all those things. We're, as we've said over and over again today, you, you come at it from a different perspective when you understand the struggles of the clubs. Um, so being involved with with the league as a club, it just kind of reinforces that. And and honestly, I've told everybody within the league, like, I'm willing to help with the league because it's the best thing for my club. Now, not every decision is going to go my way or in, in the best interest of DeKalb County United, but I know that if I'm paying attention to what's going on around DeKalb County United, in terms of this level of soccer, that our club is that much more insulated in terms of sustainability and hopefully close travel and all those things. So in, it's almost an extension of my work with the club. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I, I can I can um, compartmentalize what's best for the league, what's best, what's best for – I mean, if, if it was just best for, for my club, we wouldn't take anybody more than an hour and a half away. Yeah.
0: So no Iowa, right?
2: Well, no, you got to go to Iowa. You get free points there.
0: Ah, That's true, true.
2: But what, but I'm just, <laughs> you know, I, I, like I said, I think, I think being involved with both makes sense. Um, and I think one of the, one of the challenges with some of this at all various levels of soccer is, is, uh, I, don't, I don't know if it's arrogance or what, but. It's, I guess it's money and arrogance, right? Some people want to do this stuff to be an owner of a club and puff their chest out. And I guess there's really nothing wrong with that. But at, in certain times, or, or I I run the league, Andy doesn't run the league so that Andy can wear a suit to a bunch of matches. He, he does it because he enjoys it. He, he loves what it's about. He loves the community impact. And I think... At, at so far, and this might change as we grow and new clubs come in, hopefully they all align. But there's bound to be a few that maybe are on the fringes, right? Mm-hmm. And you never, never know. I mean, we're, I'm, we the, Here's the other thing that that I think is important. It's all good, right? We haven't kicked a ball. We haven't had a DeKalb County United player go in, studs up on a Rockford player's knee yet we haven't had disciplinary issues. We haven't had cancellations. We haven't had weather. We haven't had rescheduling. We haven't done shit. Now it's all been good, but, but the proof is in the pudding and we haven't, we haven't got yeah. there yet. Right. You, you know what I'm saying? Andy. Yeah. When we, when we have to have a, a Sunday morning disciplinary meeting because of a, of a uh, poor quality video that we got at a referee report, and two of our member clubs have two different stories and the video is inconclusive, we're going to have some challenges. There's going to be some bumps along the way. And I think we've got the procedures and the, the overall ethos to deal with them. But I'm, I'm, believe me, I'm in a happy mood and this is all celebratory at this point, but I also, we're we're dealing with COVID. We're dealing with all these other things this coming year. There, there's going to we are going to be tested. It's not going to be all fun and games. And right. I think that's one of the things where when I go back to well, doing all this league stuff wasn't necessarily like part of my plan. I think it's only going to get harder in the short term until we work through some of those kinks and some of those initial season challenges.
1: Eight eight months from now, we're, we're going to have a. We'll have a better understanding of what it, what it means to run a league. I mean, to be to be perfectly frank, and having those hard conversations, and having you know, watching a great, some videos are going to be great and easy to see. Some are not. Um, communication on the weekends will be interesting. I'm, you know, being in this role for me, and what, what I assume I expect the expectations to be. Being, uh, being on the disciplinary committee, um, what that's going to look like. I plan to watch as much of the soccer as I can, as humanly possible. I will be eating it up because I miss it, and this is a way more fun level than anything else. That said, there's going to be some times where I'm going to be super pissed off to get a text at at probably you know twelve thirty one one a.m. Eastern time on a Saturday night, and uh, someone's complaining about who knows what. So, that it, but again, that comes with the territory. I think we're expecting that. Um, there will be bumps along the road, but again, that's, we've, we've had the conversations with the clubs, with, with the board, uh, you know, we, we know that at some point it, it could get a little feisty or a little uh, testy with, with each other, but at the end of the, day, the, the bottom line is, what are we doing for our communities? You know, if that's our, if that's our fundamental ground We all can get on the same page sooner or later.
0: Yeah. It's the dream, right? That's nirvana, so to speak. All right, cool. Um, Something just occurred to me during the course of this. How viable is league sponsorship, do you think? Given the footprint of the league being all the way from, you know, Wisconsin down to Bloomington and across,
2: We're going to find out. (laughs) <laughs>
1: well well here
2: i mean we've 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 got a, a marketing committee that's putting together some documents obviously we think there's some general um, you know brand awareness that comes from aligning with the midwest premier league there's some you know obviously if we're 10 12 14 15 16 and over time only going to grow uh if if you're in a you know, either a franchise business or just a regional business that, man, I might not be in 14 of those 16, but I might be in 10 of them. Um, you know, I think there's some value there. One thing, big picture sponsorship wise. And I had a conversation with a company yesterday. One thing that we want to do again, differently than we've seen in the past from other leagues is we're not interested in selling their email addresses to make sales. Um, Mm -hmm we're interested in tangible benefits for the clubs. So does that have to be cash? Absolutely not. Um, but if if we say, hey, Midwest Premier League is has such an ABC company is our sponsor of whatever, there's going to be something for each club in that, whether it's an in-kind donation, whether it's a, if it's a restaurant, maybe it's, it's coupons to use to feed their players, Maybe it's gift cards. Maybe it's whatever. But it's not going to just be, hey, um, we, got a sh- here, we got a partnership with a Chevy dealer. Well, what do the clubs get? Well, you each get $100 off if you buy a new Chevy. <laughs> well, that doesn't necessarily do us a damn bit of good. So unless you're donating a Chevy to each club, maybe this isn't the right fit for you. And, and at the same time, I think, Andy you'll say the same we're we know what we are right we have clubs that have 500 followers a thousand followers on Twitter we have some that are super active in the community some that aren't quite as active in the community we're not major league soccer we're not EPL we we know what we are but we could be a very unique opportunity for some businesses that well I, I like I like soccer I want to do more than just one club and you know at, at our level 50 bucks as you said Andy 50 bucks is 50 bucks and, and yeah. if if we can get a sponsorship for a few hundred dollars at the league level that's going to that's going to trickle into the clubs so yeah. we're open to all those things and right now it's challenging because we don't know what our footprint is are we going to have clubs in Wisconsin are we going to have clubs in Ohio are we going to have 20 more clubs in Chicago we you know especially <laughs> in year 1 we don't even know we don't know yet so it's hard to go out and secure those kinds of things, but I think we're we're anxious to find out. But it's not going to make or break us one way or the other in twenty twenty one.
1: Correct. And, and again, to that to that point with the with the, the marketing committee uh, that John alluded to there or talked about, we're we're bringing ideas together, and we're and, and again, I, to me, sponsorship chase is there, there's no there's no really pride in the authorship here if something worked for a club that can be on a bigger grander scale, provided that that effort from the league brings something of value to the clubs, that's what we're going to do. We'll, we'll, we'll ch- chase that. It's, but it's not like the John said, we're not just going to be uh, a constant contact email thing where it's, we're getting revenue off of that. And it, there's no benefit and and you know, no inherent or tangible benefit to the club. Mm-hmm. It, there's no sense in doing something that doesn't bring value to the clubs.
0: All right. Good answers. Well done, gentlemen. It's like you rehearsed them. Um, right. Andy, John, have you got any questions to ask either each other of you? That's very badly phrased. I've,
2: I've got a – I don't have a question, but I've got, a, oh. I've got a, a thought that came to mind. Oh, God. Andy is in the Indianapolis area. I assume there's clubs – I know there's a couple other clubs and other leagues down there, and that's – I know. it's fine. But if, if, if I had a guy like Andy in my community who was not currently attached that had been through the club process, who now is involved in the league process, if I was thinking about starting a club in most places, Indiana, I think I would be ringing Andy up and going, hey, do you want to join our board? Do you want to help us get this thing going and, and kind of get Andy involved with a club and use his experience without... And I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't blame you at all, Andy, for being a little bit gun shy, maybe of wanting to go down that road again by yourself at this point. And yeah, but if the phone rang and it was the right like-minded person, I'm pretty sure you're going to jump on that. And it's, it's just a matter of time before you, before that connection comes to you, I think. And don't give up your league job because you're too good at it. But I'm just saying. <laughs> um but but you know there's a guy there's a uh, a guy with this experience in indianapolis i hope somebody reaches out and says hey i want you to come aboard and help me and my three buddies and um and utilize that to help to help grow something down there whether it's existing or another new
1: new operation no i'm i'm with you i, I would to your point about doing it by myself um yeah i've, I've learned that <laughs> i've learned that uh that lesson the hard way but it but man, I'm glad I did it. Um, a lot of lot of benefits to that. Um, and if there is the right fit, and it is a, a group effort where I can help in any way, I, I do miss the club thing. But I, I again, that, that said, I'm not going to miss out miss out on the NWPL New West Premier League for the for the first you know <laughs> definitely for the first season. I'll be there until uh, until I'm asked to, to leave. Andy, what do you think our biggest challenge
2: or challenges will be in the early
1: years? Adjusting on the fly when we forgot something. Thinking we've got it all, again, I don't think we'll ever have, ever cop to having it all figured out. But I think being able to be um, nimble enough to react to policy or procedures that need to be modified or tweaked. um, I think, and, and part of that, you play on the disciplinary committee. We need to make sure, that's one thing I was thinking of, like, oh, We're having a meeting here in a couple weeks, just you and I, and it's, uh, I'm thinking, okay, well, we need to make sure we have the ability for me to be able to watch all these games. If I need to look for that red card or need to to need to know what's going on um, and and make sure that that information's disseminated efficiently and effectively. Uh, So yeah, there's, there's tons of stuff to, to think through. That's the biggest challenge. Those are the biggest challenges I see. Um, Making sure that we uh, are we going to miss on a team or a club, probably. I'm not worried about that. Um, but I want to make sure that we, you know, as we ramp back up from this pandemic issue that we've we faced this year, as we head towards 21. That's another issue is is reintegrating whatever sense of normalcy we thought we knew as club owners and our club, you know, administrators, soccer people, um, <clears throat> and understanding what the new normal is. That'll be, that'll be up there.
2: Nick, I'll, I'll share this with you. Cause you'd love to listen to me talk. Um, and it <laughs> didn't really come up and it doesn't really fit at this point in the podcast, but um, Andy and I kind of have a list of things when a, when a team applies, we, we go through, there's nine different criteria that we evaluate and I'll share those just because I think it, it further supports our point. Um, in no particular order, we consider their geography where they're located. Uh, number two, we can, we consider their infrastructure and leadership. Is it one guy or is it a team of people? Number three, public presence and online profile. Are they active? Are they, are they out there? Are they promoting themselves? Number four is community initiatives. How engaged are they in their community? Um, number five is ability on the pitch. Can they compete at this level? um what am i on six long-term vision we want to hear what their long-term plans are um seven sustainability likelihood is what they've done to this point whether it's a brand new club or a 20-year club is it likely that they will be around for the next 10 or 20 years number eight is league participation which is does the club look like they're going to be the type when we say hey we need to put a uh, Uh, X whatever uh, a committee, are they going to raise their hand and be willing to volunteer as part of the league, because this isn't us dictating to our members, the members have to step up and participate. And then the last thing is facility. Um, Do you have your own facility? Are you reliant on others, like many of us are. But if you have your own facility, obviously, that's enticing for a number of reasons. So that's kind of the criteria that we just, it's very informal, but those are the things you know where it's not just oh it looks good looks bad I know the name da 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 it's let's go through this thought process and and then Andy will recommend to the board that we move forward with the voting or if not he'll kind of put the kibosh on it right there but I hope that tells a little bit more of the tale of what we're looking for.
0: It's come kind of the question you asked about an hour ago but you know thanks for, thanks for circling back to um, to complete that. <laughs> um, Andy, anything? Any last comment? Uh,
1: you know, n- nothing of nothing of wisdom, uh, oh, but as I, opposed to war Yeah, but you got over an hour of that for me yeah. already. Um, no, I, I think you know, big, from a big picture, the shift from club to league is interesting. It's it's been it's been a lot of fun, and, and I would I would encourage clubs to sell some type of membership. or 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 be involved in reaching out to their prospective um supporters and and picking their brains getting their ideas you guys have done that through the naming convention and and just the club origins and how you've communicated that um the other club that has green uh just not too far from you in iowa They've done some, some things like, I mean, again, I can say you need to puke. I'm, I should be non-partial, but I know this is a Cal County <laughs> podcast. So it is not. I'm no, this butter, is an impartial podcast. I'm, <laughs> I'm trying to butter you guys up so I come back again after I after I demand to come back. <laughs> but uh, getting getting involved that way, uh, I've, I've seen some some of the clubs have a just, it, it's neat to see them build community in the environment we're in right now uh, and you feel like you you feel a kinship or, or uh, some type of relationship with that club. I, I, I you know, admittedly, uh, I do all all the clubs we have because I want to see them do well, all of them. I want to see them be here in twenty two, and three, and four, and beyond. Um, and so, you know, thirty years from now, we're talking about Rockford FC and Edgewater Edgewater Castle FC um, into Detroit and into DeKalb County, like we talk about Audrea, and some other clubs that have been around longer than Audrea. Uh, that's, I guess go back, let me answer a question you asked at the beginning of the podcast, Nick. That, the right. That, <laughs> yeah, oh, it's it's a hot topic. Um, that's success, man. Like, that's, if we can do that, if, if you know, more than half of our clubs can sustain and, and be around for a generation, holy hell, that's awesome. Now the time has come for me. Now we shall return We were so glad we could make it But so sad we got to run Well, it might be a long time Till we raise another glass You can rest assured that next time We'll have ourselves a laugh Yeah, we'll have ourselves a laugh